You're listening to the On Call Impact Show. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And for all you empaths out there, you do not want to miss this episode. If you're an empath, I have Kristen Schwartz with me, and she's an empath advocate, author, deep feeler, and a trauma healer. So you're going to get the best of all worlds. Kristen, it's an honor to have you on my podcast. Thank you for coming on here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I liked your Instagram page and all the work that you're doing. I'm just wondering how you got into this line of work and when did you know that you were an empath? That's a big question with a big (laughs) answer. And so I'm going to try to connect the dots backwards without taking up our entire half an hour. Sure. Um, Let's see. How do I make a long story short? I knew in the eighth grade that I wanted to go into mental health in the eighth grade. I knew by then that I thought I wanted to be a psychologist. Um, by that time, I'd already endured my big trauma. Sometimes in that circle, say the big T, the big traumas that really affect us. Um, so my, my child brain at that point thought that if I could go into psychology and figure out other people's minds that I could somehow protect myself from future pain and hurt. Yeah. So the intention back then wasn't as clear um, as we get as when we become adults and we choose our career. But I knew really early that I wanted to go into mental health. Um, so went to school, got my master's in counseling, became a therapist, worked with children. I've been highly sensitive my entire life, but like most of us, we don't realize that until we're much older. Yeah. Um, And for me, I know this story is very similar to a lot of people. Uh, You hit a wall eventually and you're like, something's got to change the way that I'm living. um, The world that I'm living in is not working for me anymore. Um, When that day came, I had been in the role of therapist. I'd become a mom. I had turned into an entrepreneur um, and I just was spinning my wheels and couldn't find the inner peace that I was looking for. So from there, I basically took um, entrepreneurship, my education, my um, history and um, experience in therapy, and I kind of created a business from that. And that's where we start. I started with Realized Woman, and then it kind of went into Realized Empath because I realized I needed to bring that part of me into my business. And that, and that was so important because it's who I am, a big part of who I am. Um, and the more that I started to kind of talk about it and write about it, the more that I saw, wow, this is needed. This is yeah. really needed. There's a lot of sensitive people out there that are struggling um, as I was. Um, and so, yeah, long story short, that's how Realized Empath was born. I like the name too, because uh... It just is it like stood out to me. I'm like, that's a good name to have. Um, but yeah, especially with COVID and everything that's going on, I just feel even people that are just not identified as an empath or highly sensitive people, mm-hmm. now they're becoming traumatized because of everything that's going on. Um, yeah. It's just not talked about enough. And so that leads me to like the next question is how do we protect ourselves and stop absorbing all these negative energies because it's everywhere. It's on the news. It's you go out. It's like, it, it overwhelms us, especially yeah. the empaths. Yeah, I agree. And I will say that um, for me personally, the last six months, it's like the last six months, the last two years have come 
into my, like, I really feel the pressure of the last two years over the last six months. And I've really had to take a step back. I haven't been posting as much videos on my Instagram because I just feel this heaviness and I've had to really work the last six months on kind of shedding it, processing, um, what we've all been through collectively. Um, how do we protect and shield our energy? It really starts with, um, how aware are we of our energy? Um, and like myself, many of us aren't right. We're so fixated on what other people are feeling and what it feels like to be around other people's energy. We have no idea what our own energy field feels like. And we're not aware we're not in our bodies because a lot of us are in like this fight or flight. You're, you're looking for the next threat. And so you're really not present. So you can't really tell, okay, yeah, wait, my energy is shifting right now. Or because it's when we have that awareness that we can actually step in in real time before we get to that point where we hit a wall or we're feeling drained or feeling overwhelmed. And a lot of times that will take us days to recover from. So it's really about coming back to our body first, becoming really familiar with what it feels like to be in your energy. Mm -hmm. And then also it's, how many disempowered thoughts and beliefs do you have around your ability to maintain your peace when you're around chaotic energy? Um, and that goes into like victimhood. Like, yes, we're highly sensitive. Yes, we're empaths. But do you use that as a way to kind of point outward and say, it's your energy that make, is making me feel this way? Or do we take it and go, okay, Yep, I am really affected by other people's energy, but I believe that I have the power to figure out a way that I can maintain my peace, Mm -hmm. set the boundaries, become aware of my energy, have my own personal energetic boundaries around certain things. Um, And eventually I'll get to that place where I can be around energy that's chaotic and I can still maintain where we couldn't five years ago, right? Right. I mean, I think about like in the past, if someone would have said to me, you can actually maintain your peace and that person doesn't have to change. I would have been like, yeah, right. That's not, (laughs) that's not possible. Um, But we can, it's a journey for sure. And it's not like some destination that we arrive to where we're like, oh, I'm healed. That's it. No more work. No, it's a consistent daily effort. Um, And I talk about this a lot. It's, I have a lifestyle of an empath. Mm -hmm. I live differently. I live unlike 80, 90% of the population because I have to, and because I prioritize how I want to feel in my body. Um, And so it's about coming to all of those, coming to the conclusion that you're, you're powerful enough to create um, a lifestyle that will cater to your sensitive needs and you won't need anyone else to change. And that might be, you don't have to be around the people that make you feel horrible, right? Um, but you can also set some empowered boundaries. Um, so, and everybody's recipe of what's going to work for them is going to be different. Yeah. You know, I might have a couple ingredients that you don't. Um, and it's really about self-exploration and really becoming self-aware. Yeah. What does it feel like for you in your body? So. Yes. Very good answer. I mean, everyone's different. I think there's a spectrum when it comes to empath. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think like one person has all these check marks where they're like, okay, I'm hundred percent empath. You could have other bits and pieces. So even if you guys are tuning in and you're not an empath and you're, you still, you get burnout, you can still have overstimulation. 
So I wanted to ask you, like, just for the average person, not even, you know, just because so much is going on in the world today, how do we deal with like overstimulation and burnout? Because that seems to be going all over the place, even with jobs, like people don't want to work as much. Mm -hmm. We're having problems, uh, having people work at restaurants. Like I went the other day and there's a sign on the door that says, sorry, come back later. We don't have staff. Like nobody wants to work anymore. They're burnt out. Yeah. And I want to be very, um, not careful, but just very respectful when I answer this question, because we have to, there's something that we all have to agree upon. And it is what we've been living through over the last two years Mm -hmm. is constant, consistent trauma. It is collective trauma. And there, so I don't want to answer this question like, well, you could have done this and you wouldn't have been burnt out. Yeah. We have to separate that because what we've been living through um, is not healthy, if not normal. Um, And wherever we're at right now, in terms of what you can and can't process, what you can and can't handle um, is okay. It's just okay. Because as human beings, we're not meant for this. We are not built for this. This has been um, nervous system overload. Yeah. Um, and we, I talk about this a lot, like, what does it look like to be in fight or flight all the time? And I'm telling you what, collectively (laughs) we have been in fight or flight for a very long time. So our bodies have been flooded with cortisol. Um, and it's not, it's not conducive to well-being. So we have to set that aside, um, and say whatever, or however you're coping at this point, it's okay. Um, we can always do better, but I don't want there to be any pressure because I understand because too, I mean, like I said, I live this lifestyle and I have for years, but the last six months have been heavy and I've had to step back. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been showing my face as much on social media mm-hmm. because I, we only have so much energy every single day. And a lot of our energy has been pouring into this constant inundation of like, just fear, like Mm -hmm. just fear everywhere, like on the news from (laughs) our neighbors, from people, at the grocery store, it's, we're not built for this. So, um, I think together we'll get through this, but if we step aside and act like we weren't going through this over the last two years, and we're just looking about like your original questions, like, how do you, how do you avoid overwhelm? Right. Um, I can tell you how I do it. Um, I have a proactive self-care regimen and I have a, um, um, like an active. So proactive is like every things that I do every single day that are like non-negotiable, um, no matter how I feel, whether I feel, oh my gosh, I have tons of energy today when I woke up or I wake up and I'm like, whoa, I'm dragging. Um, I do them every single day. Um, I, process through journaling. I make sure I have stillness and meditation and that, and when I say meditation, I'm not saying like I sit in the corner on a pillow with my legs crossed. Like it could be, um, I'm driving my kids to school and I'm able to just get into that state of stillness in my mind. And just, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm paying attention to the space between the cars. I'm just sitting in stillness. Um, I make sure I move my body every single day because I don't move my body to change my body. I move my Mm -hmm. body to move the energy. 
Um, and then I have my more of like reactive self-care and in that backpack full of modalities or things that I can choose from, it just depends on what I'm curious about, what I'm feeling. Um, and if, if I, if I feel like, okay, my energy's taken a hit, or maybe I got triggered and I'm processing some trauma from the past, I'll dig into like acupuncture, red light therapy. Um, mm -hmm. I'll go to a talk therapist, which I'm doing right now to uh, process what's come up over the last six months. Um, I'll do um, like cryotherapy or cold, mm. like cold therapy. Um, all of those are more like, I'm trying to expand my window of tolerance um, or build more like physical resist or um, physical resilience. Because when you think about it as an empath, if I go out into the world and I know that I have to, let's say, go to an event and I know at the event, there's going to be more people there than I'm comfortable with. And so there's going to be all kinds of energy swirling around, but I committed to it. And I know it's going to be a good thing for, let's say, yeah. my business. So the reason why resilience is so important to a highly sensitive person or an empath is because we want to put ourselves in controlled environments that feel very uncomfortable and we want to expand that window of tolerance so we can stay half an hour later without yeah. hitting a wall right and so it's that again we go back to that self-awareness and what does this feel like in your body things that felt very uncomfortable and things that I was unwilling to do five years ago are things that I can now do right for a little bit more time um, and so yeah. So it's like have a self-care routine that you do every single day and then have other things that you add in when you feel that hit to your energy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like, I, I mean, I've talked to so many people, even some people that I coach that they lay, they will be in like bed for most of the day. Um, sometimes some days they're out, but most of the days, like when they get down, they'll just lay in bed for most of the day just because they're depressed or upset. Um, for somebody that's at that point where they're rock bottom that might be listening to this podcast yeah. um, and they're in a really bad space right now, especially with the world that we live in, yeah. what, what kind of a, you know, message can you give to that, that person that is holding on um, knows that they're an empath or HSP or even a trauma victim. You know, there's a lot of people that have trauma that, um, you know, they, they have a hard time functioning and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, what, what would be like the first even thing to do just to kind of get the ball rolling to kind of like start owning the fact that yes, you're an empath and you need certain things and, you have to self-care is a huge part of it. Like you said, you have to do all those things mm -hmm. and motivation is really tough for many people. Motivation is very tough. And it's even more tough when you listen to all the things that I do. And you think that, how do I go from laying in my bed all day to what she's doing? You don't, <laughs> you absolutely don't. You go from, um, laying in your bed all day and feeling down and depressed and, and saying, it's okay to feel this way. This is just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. This isn't forever. And I would just say, keep one promise to yourself, just one, just one. And that could be today you're going to get up and you're going to eat breakfast. And then when you keep that one promise to yourself, you make a big deal. You clap for yourself, right? So a lot of times we 
we will go from like laying in bed all day. And then we think, oh gosh, I really want to be here. And then in our minds, we have like 50 things we have to do to get there. Um, and that alone is going to keep us stuck. So it's just like, start really small. Any movement is forward and clap for yourself Yeah, because it's hard. It's really hard. It's tough. <laughs> Even like mm -hmm. making your bed is a huge deal. And I'll tell yeah. you, just do that. Do yeah. that every day. Even if you don't do anything, make sure you just make your bed. And um, right. when you come home, yeah. at least yeah. something's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So I'm excited about to ask you about your book, The Healed Empath. Um, can you talk about it a little bit more and just let us know kind of like what's it all about? And um, mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's been a long process. I um, I started writing it um, October of 2020, um, and it's finally arriving all around the world right now. Like I'm getting people posting that they're getting it. Um, nice. Somebody posted today in Spain, um, and then we had Netherlands um, a couple days ago. It arrived in the U.S. on February 1st. So it is, it's finally here. Um, and <laughs> it's I'm on so Amazon, right? It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all like it's all over the place. Whatever country you're in, you just have to search the healed empath and local bookstores um, will show up for you. It's in Target, Walmart. You can find it all <laughs> over the place online. Um, but yeah, so it's <clears throat> it's basically um, a book that combines not only my journey of stepping into um, empowerment as an empath, um, also goes through some of the um, information um, and topics that I cover in my programs. It's kind of going from, you know, like that space of this isn't working for me anymore. Something's got to change. Um, I can't live like this anymore to a space of like, I can do it. Um, and how, how I did that. And I cover topics like trauma. I cover topics like shielding your energy protection, self-trust. Um, I include science and um, yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. I cannot good wait to go to the bookstore on February 1st and see it on a shelf. Yes. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, so this is your first book, correct? This is my first book. Yeah. Oh, it's the first one's always a good one. Yeah. So yeah. in 2022, um, what else do you have going on? If you can just let us know and then where we can find you on social media, because I know you, you've got a big following on, on Instagram. So you guys check her out on realized empath on that. But um, do you have anything else going on this year that's uh, coming out? Yeah. Um, so I always run my realized empath live course. I do that usually once a quarter. That's a four week course where we meet every Saturday for an hour. Um, I also have, um, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients and then, um, right now I have the sensitive soul membership where you can sign up and you communicate, um, with me through text, um, nice. three days a week. So yeah, that's, what's going on now. Um, I know in the near future, I want to write another book, so we'll kind of see how that, <laughs> uh, manifests, but yeah, you can, uh, find me at realizedempath.com or realizedempath on Instagram or Facebook. Excellent. Well, it's been an honor having you on the podcast and you're always welcome back and I'll definitely check out the book too as well. So thank you for thank your you. time today. Yeah. Thank you. It's been <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, there you have it for this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. 
and always keep moving forward. And we are out.